1: everybody this is Sandra Beck and I am here with Tracy Cromwell and we are going to be talking about such an interesting topic now You guys know, if you listen to my shows regularly, I was diagnosed with stage 3C, metastatic, melanoma, malignant, the worst one you could get. And I did go through um, a year of immunotherapy and some other therapies. And coming out on the outset, I've been NED, no evidence of disease, for six months now, which is woohoo, yay, thank you to our medical system and thank you to God for my health. But what I want to talk about today, because many of you guys are experiencing or have experienced major health challenges or traumas and all of a sudden you get up in the morning and food looks completely different. And I'm not talking about the taste because yes, when you go through these therapies, your taste change and some things taste weird and metallic and some things just don't taste at all. But we also have the thing with COVID. Now, if you've had COVID, many of us experience, which I did, you experience taste loss or smell loss and, you know, just an adjustment of these things. And what it did, Tracy, for me was completely rock my world because I could count on a chocolate chip cookie to pick me up. I could count on, um, a bag of Fritos. Like if I was stressed and that was, those were my two big food coping choices, you know, not, not great ones, but they worked. Okay. But now they don't, they don't taste the same. They don't feel the same. And Now I look at what am I putting in my body? Because I had a year of these bags of immunotherapy draining into my body that made me sick from the side effects. But now I look at food and go, is this going to make me sick? What is this going to do to my body? And I kind of went through this food hate thing where I was afraid to put anything in my body it just rocked my relationship with food. So you are an expert in this field. You specialize on your personal journey with food. This is my personal journey with food. And I know a lot of other people are on it. So welcome to the show.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show, Sandra. I so appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and about this topic.
1: It's really hard. You know, when you look at the statistics of cancer, of diabetes, of of um, even just, you know, COVID, the flu, whatever, when you're really sick and you come out of it or you get an earth shattering diagnosis like cancer, like diabetes, um, all of a sudden you're looking at your body going, oh, my gosh, it's this precious, fragile thing that I never thought of my body as precious or fragile. I've heliskied, I've water skied. I've barefoot water skied. I've fallen off of horses. Like it always got up for me. And even though I've broken things, they healed, you know, I've not been loving kindness to my own body. I've kind of, my, my philosophy was, and I was a, a swimmer from the time I was five years old through college. Um, I'm going to wear this body out. By the time I leave this meat suit, it's going to be battered, broken, and ready to retire. <laughs> that was really my mindset. And then I get this cancer diagnosis and all of a sudden I'm like, "Ooh!" like I have to protect and cherish and, and take care of this, bo- this meat suit, if it's going to carry me the next 50 years.
2: Yeah. And one philosophy that I, um, i I've changed with my relationship with my body is I realize it really is my best friend. It's my number one teammate. It is my home. I'm I'm living in it on this earth. I do love that you were so athletic, that you were going for it in that body. I mean, I, I I'm a proponent for for seeing you know what our bodies can do because they are so incredible to make it through stuff like that, though, we, what we put in our mouths and what we swallow is so key and what we, what we fuel it with. And so, um, you know, um, I love that you're water skiing and that you have, you know, just gone for it. I think that's incredible because, um, our bodies are incredible when given that opportunity, but, um, yeah. And, and then the concept of when you are diagnosed with, some earth shattering, um, you know, a disease or, you know, anything like that, it can change everything for you. Um, I, I had had a very volatile relationship with my body and myself, a lot of anxiety, a lot of self-confidence, self-worth challenges. And I, um, had no connection between, um, when I ate something, how it would make me feel or even, even, what the chemical reaction might be within my cells that could cause something to happen. And I had a life full of yo yo dieting, self loathing, and eventually I became, yeah, I became pre diabetic. That was my, oh, great job, Tracy. You should have appreciated this body long ago. Now you've ruined it and life's over. Or they say this always happens when you're at this age. Yeah. You know, I was. I was 39 for crying out loud, but I was ready to hang it up, you know, because I was falling into those statistics. And, um, but what it did for me was, um, it gave me an opportunity to learn, to, to expand my knowledge about how to treat my body, maybe how to care for myself as a human being, things like that. And I, and, um, I have not experienced what you have gone through and I, I cannot speak to the way that feels or anything, but I can speak to feeling scared, um, concern over my head all of a sudden. Yeah. And then realizing something had to change for me to be able to, um, live what I hoped would be the rest of my life, which would be hiking, running, getting out there, you know, and yeah. like you said, you know, using this body to do its best and I was in a position where I was probably not going to be able to do that. So so anyway, um one aspect that helped me was was accepting the change.
1: Yeah.
2: And accepting being in the moment. Um going through the grief. I did have grief. Yeah. I had a lot of grief. Um, and, and then as I started to change my behaviors and my relationship with food, I actually even had grief around the food. Sure.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. What you're talking about is not, is not unrealistic. And, you know, you talk about, you know, 39, you at least made it to 39. I was in my twenties, early twenties. And I was at Northwestern when I was treating, treated for an eating disorder. And I will tell Mm -hmm. you, Almost every woman athlete that was my friend, whether they were volleyball players, because you know, they have the little short pants standing up in front of your peers in a bathing suit, my whole life caused me to, I binged, I purged, I restricted. I remember at my worst, mm-hmm. I was eating uh, half an apple a day and drinking only some unflavored or unsugared uh, grapefruit juice.
2: And, you know, what you just said is so important for everybody to hear because we can look at somebody, that model, that athlete and, and judge them. Oh, it must be easy for them. No, we don't know what is going on in their mind to keep that physique. And as a personal trainer, I know as well to have that, to be that bodybuilder, to be that athlete. It is a very, um, thank God, there's a way now where it's more knowledge about how to do it, at least with nutrition, but it is still very, very disciplined, weighing your food. Uh, Everything is precise.
1: Like my son, my son is uh, 16 years, or well, he's, he's 18 years old now. And when he was 16, he embarked on this challenge to lose 75 pounds. And the before mm -hmm. and after is remarkable. He's six, five. He was two 65 at six, five. I mean, yeah. big, my, I mean, he's big. He's a big man. But yeah, he's he's also, a <laughs> yeah. He's a tall <laughs> guy. Yeah. He's a tall guy. He's big too, you know, and, yeah. um, and I will post you guys, you know, his before and after, but when I went through what he went through at the same age in the total body makeover and mine was ridiculous Tracy, because it was, um, it was, uh, oh, because of him my wanting to stand up in front of a bathing suit and not feel self-conscious the way I did it was through restriction, eating ridiculous foods, plain unflavored yogurts. Like, and I had, and I got so off track that I passed out and that's how I got help for an eating disorder. Now Mm -hmm. the difference is here's my, my 16 year old son. He goes to the gym where I work. I, I teach spin on the, you know, it's my side hustle and it, it allows me, you'll love this, I have a lot of work. I'm a single soul supporting mom of two kids. I care for my 87 year old dad. I pay for my house in Southern California all by myself, which means the first thing that goes is my workouts. So knowing myself, what I did was get a job. I got fitness certified. I got a job at the gym. So it's part of my job. So it forced me to go there, but the difference Tracy that I watched in my son was where I just restricted and I would like suck on diet, Breath mints and take all these diet pills and, you know, just crazy, crazy, awful things for my body and then go throw up after I eat. Mm -hmm. Um, My son aligned with a bodybuilder at the gym, a 30 something man with a couple of girls. And he said, Son, can I help you? And he gave him, and he is a fitness instructor, Mm his train. He's like, you're going to eat dark green leafy vegetables, you're going to eat Mm -hmm, chicken and fish and he's like you're going to weigh it and my son comes home from the gym he's like mom I need a food scale, and Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh no danger will Robinson because all of my own mistakes came up here's my genetic kid he even looks like me in male form, and he measured, and he's got his supplements, and he's got his clean hydration, and he's got, you know, this, these just massive piles of vegetables, because you think about feeding a six foot five man with a chicken and fish and vegetable only diet.
2: <laughs> he's probably got holes in his shoes and everything he eats, it just goes right just out the bottom right out. keep so, that
1: tank, and it's just, yep, <laughs> like, If you think of spending $250 in vegetables and, and clean meats each week for one kid (laughs) almost killed me, but you saw him, Tracy, I showed you a picture of him. He has robust health. He has beautiful health and it took him 11 months. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. he didn't lose, you know, 50 pounds in a month. You know, you read all these things like, you know, eat this certain diet and lose this weight. But I would have been the one who did the ridiculous restrictive. Mm-hmm. I took Fen Fen. Remember that? Remember oh, I did too. Errors?
2: I took it too. I, you and I are so similar. I took it. I look back at those pictures of me too. <clears throat> I was exercising to punish myself. Yes. And um, punish and to punish my body, <clears throat> excuse me. And I was doing insane step aerobics, highest step I could with weights. And I'd look in the mirror, and all I saw—not the amazing improvement and the strength—I saw the cellulite on my thighs. Yes. And so I worked hard. I worked hard. So I thought, dang, I can't get it off of there. So I'm going to take the the fenfen. Sure. And. And then I think I took something else where you didn't absorb fat, you know, I don't remember what that pill was, but, and right, if it
1: was there, I took it.
2: Oh yeah. And then one day I was exhausted. I was so tired and I stopped exercising because I was doing it out they of this out. and I just couldn't do it anymore. And guess what? I started gaining weight. Of course. And so I was just, I gave up. So I started again, I kept that yo-yo diet thing, but but what happened, you know, coming back to what we know today from what we've been taught. And the other thing is in marketing, you know, of products and things like that. You don't see a commercial for broccoli. You don't see a commercial for no. kale. You know, everyone that once I also, the other thing that changed my relationship with food was when I saw how I, how I was participating in the food industry cycle. Yes. And I realized that I was taught cooking for myself. Oh, you shouldn't have to do that. Right. What a waste
1: of time, right? Here's oh, a convenience.
2: Oh, you don't need to here. work out. To you don't up. need to strengthen your body, you know, just take this pill, just do this. And, and I, I realized now I see it everywhere. So I realized, okay, I, um, one of the biggest things that helped me was to become aware of what I was seeing Yes. because that was, creating the relationship with food that I had. And then also, um, again, what, what we, you and I grew up with back then, uh, was we had to be stick figures and I know it's still happening now. Sure. I'm just grateful though, that there's better information out there for people, but when, um, you know, coming back to the aspect of when you're are diagnosed with something that means that your relationship with your body is going to change right that second, but also that relationship with yourself, and then that affects your relationship with what you put on your plate. Sure. Um, one other aspect is that you can look at it as a as I'm having to give up my chips, or I have to give up my pizza, or I have to give up, I have to give up, I have to give up, to give up and this is a, now I'm getting disciplined for obviously something I did that I was a bad person. And so now I can't have all those quote unquote good things that were sold. Oh, you're a good kid. Have this candy. You're a good right. kid. Good have job. This dessert. here's a good But what we realize is that, that we've just been, we've just been kind of programmed in that aspect that that's a reward. Whereas we've, I, and my belief is that we forget that we never learned it was, what if our reward was, oh my gosh, I woke up today and I don't have brain fog or I'm not nauseous. Oh my gosh, I can think at my job. So I'm doing better and I can get the promotion because I can think clearer or I don't hurt. I don't hurt my muscles. My joints aren't inflamed anymore. So the journey of figuring out the food is so rewarding more rewarding than that, in my opinion, than someone giving me a piece of cake, because um, I'm getting emotional right now, because it was so awful being on that side. So what I love to, I really want to instill in people is that if we really look at that relationship with food coming from a chronic illness, or you being treated for cancer, when you're Broken down. You were like probably at your lowest of lows. Oh,
1: absolutely.
2: Physically, mentally, emotionally, everything. Being willing to then say, I can learn how to drive this miracle body. And I'm willing to take the time, like your son. I'm willing to say, hey, it might be a year. Maybe it's two years. Who cares? Right. But I can start learning in a caring way. I can learn. I'll fail on the way. I know I will because sure. that's about learning. Right. Um, and the other aspect was too if I so what if I fail? Okay, I know that doesn't work for me. So maybe we look back at all the yo-yo dieting, all the food we took in, all the maybe sun exposure we shouldn't have had, you know, right. whatever we, whatever, <laughs> whatever, it was, <laughs> whatever it was, whatever it was, and we say at least we, we've come out of this with an amazing bit of information that we can take and then use to nourish ourselves and nourish our bodies in the, what works best for them and the other thing is that what what's going to nourish me best may not be the same as what's going to nourish you well, best that's
1: huge like that's one huge. of the things that that happened to me you know like after my cancer diagnosis and at the point of my cancer diagnosis i was teaching five spin classes a week so that I could, but they were lunatic classes, Tracy. They were not like, Oh guys, I'm going, it was like, ah, you know, I got to get there. I got to, you know, I ate and in my head. I'm like, I ate all this stuff. I shouldn't, I'm going to burn it off. And that mm-hmm. was my MO. It's like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to have these things that I'm going to go and I'm going to push myself as hard as I could. And if my spin class on my fitness, my telemeter, my, in my, you know, my, watch didn't show me at least 600 calories burned in an hour, I would come home feeling defeated. Like when I think about how insane, like insane. And, you know, I've already been through the eating disorder courses. I've already been through I know these things, but the minute you're stressed or tired or overworked and, you know, which I was, and my brother came to live with me with his three dogs. I had my two dogs. I had my dad. And I'm like, the thing was, Tracy, I didn't have any boundaries and Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to say no to the people around me. Mm -hmm. So as Mm -hmm. a result, I have I'm carrying the weight of five people. Like, no, you know, brother, go back to NASA, go back to Germany, figure your thing out. You take care of your dogs. Why am I, you know, like, and, and, you know, my kids, I'm like, you guys can start doing these things. And that's where I really watched my son, Max, when he's measuring his food and doing all these things. And, and um, I knew them, Tracy, but I didn't embrace them. Like it was like a Teflon suit and I would go back Mm -hmm. to my old tricks. And that's what I found when I finished my immunotherapy and my treatments, I'm like, Ooh, I'm back to my old tricks, which is eat junk and go to the gym, you know, and try to burn it off, walk it off, whatever. But here's the thing. This is, you know, what I, this is where I, I like, I had a breakup with some food Mm -hmm. because the chocolate chip cookie that I reached for prior to immunotherapy and the little bag of Fritos that I, I love in my head, Tracy didn't taste the same. It didn't do the same thing to Mm -hmm. my body. You know, my body changed a lot. Like I always say to people, I didn't cure cancer. Cancer cured me. Mm -hmm. Cancer gave me the power to say, no, I'm tired. I need a nap. Cancer gave me the ability to look at my watch and go, I need to get my straight eight. Like I'm getting my eight hours sleep before I got two, three, four, five, six. Like, you know, I'm a single mom. Like, Oh, this is what we do. The badge of honor. And I'm like, stupid, stupid, stupid. Like, Oh my God.
2: You are so similar it's insane, which means there's more of us out there. Oh Like, yeah, I was so proud of myself. I, I had the big corporate job construction industry. I was one of the first female purchasing agents, you know, in the industry up here in the Northwest and, and darn it, I was going to own it. And, yeah. um, and so I'd be up working till one, <clears throat> I had the two kids at home, my husband I started eating terrible. I wasn't <clears throat> exercising again. Sorry. Ah, <clears throat> little congestion from morning. You're like the first person I've talked to.
0: Me too.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, so so anyway, um, what's interesting? No boundaries, right? No at boundaries. all. No boundaries at all. Um, I thought sleep was for the week. Yeah. Um, i you had to when sleep, I'm dead, and,
1: Right. I'll yep. sleep when I'm dead. You're an,
2: you're an idiot. And um. And what's interesting though, what, um, I used to ride my bike all the time when I was young, I loved it. It was my way to get around all this and that. And then, um, and I just lost sight of it uh, when I got my first car and didn't need to, to ride it anywhere. But what was interesting was, was, um, a friend of mine dragged me to a spin class and I was terrified because I thought there's no way I can do this. These are all there are animals in here, you know, yes. and all this and that she goes, they won't even know how hard you're working. They're not going to know what gear you're on. Just go to the class with me. Yeah, so yeah. she dragged me to a couple of classes, loved it. But also at the same time, I started looking at the calories. I started doing that, but yeah. one, and cause I had to reverse my prediabetes, but I looked up at one day, this huge banner showed up in the class and it said, take the ride of your life. tour de Cure. It was a fundraiser for American Diabetes Association, you know, and I thought, oh, I'm pre-diabetic. I need to lose weight. This is great. I can do this ride. And so I said, fine. Um, How many weeks? I only had seven weeks. So I went online and it says, oh, if you can get these many miles in, you know, by the time you should be able to ride this ride. Well, I'm, I have no clue what I'm doing. I said, I could train for the 70. I can do the 70 miler, right? (laughs) So anyway, my first ride I did a 70 The second year I did a hundred miler, but I was still caught in this thing of deprivation of my body. Yes. And I tried to do that hundred miler. I didn't want to eat any bananas. I didn't want to eat any nutrition. I was going to burn, still burn that stuff off my thighs. Yep. And when I got to mile 80, I was crabby. I had nothing left in me. My legs hurt. I was cramping and stuff and people at the, at the rest area. So listen to this. It's a symptom, everybody <laughs> of not fueling your body for living. They're like, would you eat the banana? Right. Have some peanut butter. You're not going to make it. And I saw people putting their bikes up on racks because they were given up. And I said, I, I have a choice. I either rack my bike and I get dragged back because I won't. The drag
1: eat, of shame. Cause I won't eat. Yeah. And I, I was like,
2: you have a choice Tracy. And so I ate and I sat there for a few minutes and I, I messaged my husband and I knew I had a killer Hill yet to go. I 20 some miles yet to go. And it was the most incredible feeling I've ever had when all those nutrients finally caught up with me. I got on my bike and I powered home. I, my, so what I want to say to everybody is again, if we deprive ourselves, our bodies, it affects us in so many ways. And it was one of the most biggest lessons I've ever had starvation to lose weight, toxic, you know, weight loss foods are not going to be it. And so when you're coming from a diagnosis, let's say pre-diabetes, like me, diabetes, or. For you, you were, you know, had your um, <clears throat> eating disorder and then you yep. had that next journey. What we put on our plates is so important. And that relationship with ourselves, maybe we can look at our plate instead is something that we love ourselves so much that we are willing to learn that and, yep. and, and find out that journey, find a healthcare professional that's going to help you you know, um, an integrative doctor, some kind of that that can help you really align that diet. It is worth it on the end. And guess what? You know what? I still have pizza. Sure. I want to say that I don't eat it all the time. Like I used to, but now my relationship is so different that I know which kind I should have that makes me feel okay. I can really enjoy it. And sometimes I will make a choice that, that I might want that. You know, I used to be really addicted to Skittles and Runts and oh, high my
1: God. Skittles and Runts. I love the banana Runts and the oh my gosh, Runtz. yes, the, yes. The, I you, couldn't. You get- will <laughs> laugh like the Skittles. Like no offense to Skittles, but when I'm on deadline, you know, I do a lot of of, of hard deadline work for the publishing industry. <laughs> And I'm like the kids are like, oh, mom's on deadline because I would get one of those five pound bags of Skittles. Oh God! <laughs> and they would be sitting on my desk. And Tracy, I wouldn't eat anything else though. It's I know that's like the I problem. Get up and yeah. eat, you know. And and I will say, removing the sugar like this is like you know, you know, as we talk about the immunotherapy I went through. Immunotherapy mm-hmm. um, supercharges your immune system. So Mm -hmm. what it does is it fires up your immune response. And so your joints hurt, you're like, you know, I've got like crazy rashing still six months later, you know, so it's an immune booster, you know, to Mm -hmm. recognize the cancer so your body can kill it. It's not like chemotherapy where chemotherapy, you put chemicals in your body to kill Mm -hmm. it. In immunotherapy, you supercharge your body to kill and, and kill whatever's off the side effect though is inflammation. Yeah, yeah. So when we go back to my little tricks that I used to use, which is, you know, some sort of like a, a like a runt or a, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a sorry, a Skittles. Um, I couldn't do that anymore, Tracy, because eating sugar was poison to my body now, because I was so inflamed from the immunotherapy. I didn't notice it much before the immunotherapy, but when I had the immunotherapy, if I ate, let's say I ate a cookie or I ate, I mean, just Tracy, just the smallest amount, not even a, you know, like a four stack Oreo with a glass of milk thing. This was like the littlest bit of sugar I put in my body, a bagel, caused me to rash everywhere, Mm -hmm. like within an hour of eating, Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. joints went on fire, because I was already so inflamed. And I know there are people walking around that inflamed from their diet. Mine Mm -hmm. was because every two weeks, they're pumping all these chemicals into me. And I remember talking to my oncologist, and I'm like, you know, Dr. So and so, I can't eat any sugar. And he's like, What? That makes no sense. That's a weird side effect. Cause, you know, doctors are not taught nutrition. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So mm-hmm. I told him I'm going to go as sugar free, carb free as I can, except for complex carbohydrates. And I found like my tolerance, I could eat half a banana, Tracy. I couldn't eat the whole banana because, mm-hmm. again, you know, the immune response. Yeah. yeah. But now I've gotten almost everything out of my house, except for these little Danish butter cookies that I have as a treat, (laughs) Um, like they're not all still completely gone, but like everything I drink now is either clean hydration or, and I know it's not the greatest, but I do use some sugar-free products for Mm -hmm. certain things that I love. Like my coffee in the morning, I do use a sugar-free creamer, but the chemical load that I'm putting on my body is like 95% down. Mm-hmm. And my sugar load is 95% down. Cause I don't know about you. When I was at my worst with my eating disorders through my life, I would eat sugar over anything else.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's highly addictive and sugar. Um, they're finding, you know, it, It causes, you know, an insulin resistant response. It also is such, it's a wonderful thing to feed. As I understand cancer cells, you know, it helps replicate, replicate those cancer cells. It causes inflammation. Again, we have been sold. Listen to me, everybody. We have been marketed to and it's just to be aware we just need to be aware we've been marketed yep. to that sugar is a reward it's so great for us and you know it's all good to have we went through the whole fat free thing in the 90s and late 80s which which is why i started having a weight problem yeah. um and everything got loaded with sugar um i just did a actual broadcast a couple of weeks ago on you know breaking down sugar it's in everything so if you eat processed foods check that label why is sugar in spaghetti sauce why right. sugar in bre- why is it in there why 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 and so what happens so what's interesting what you just said too when you're wanting to change your food we have to re- we have to give the palate an opportunity to change because it is addicted to sugar. If I was, I'm sorry, but more and more, I ate that sugar. I needed more and more and more to get that high. So next thing I know, I was eating the big box of runts and I would down those runs within an hour and guess what? My insulin would just spike and then my blood sugar would crash and then I get tired. So what I do, I go get some coffee. Yep. And then, or I'd want some chips and then I'd be like, oh, I need some more sugar again. So I'd eat more sugar. And so if you see that it's, it is basically a hijack of our brain, but, but being aware is so important. And then what I did was I crowded out, you know, I knew I'd already tried cutting everything off at once. It never worked. Every time I did it, I go on a diet, I cut it all out. I reach my weight goal. And then. I'd be like, great. I reached my weight goal. I can go and have all that stuff again. Yep. And then I gain the weight back and then yep. I hate myself. So then I do it again. So when finally it hit me was, okay, this is not working. And, um, like I said, it took me four years to reverse my diagnosis because I was yo-yoing so much sure. because I, I wasn't learning really how to live with a mindset that was supportive to myself and a supportive mindset towards my body. And also I was never willing to listen to my body's symptoms. So what you explained was great example of really a fast response that your body's saying, please don't send that down here anymore because right. it's really upsetting me. It makes me feel awful. You know, what happens is we, we load ourselves and load ourselves. I never knew what it was like to not feel a little nauseous every day. Right, I didn't know what it was like to not go to school and know I'm going to have diarrhea, you know, partway through class. So then I'd have anxiety. Can I raise my hand and get to the bathroom and not be made fun of, you know, I mean, it was awful. Well, it was all food related. right? And, um, and then the fact was too, my brain just didn't know how great it would be on the other side of this. And so one of my biggest pieces of advice is be willing to, To do that journey. I love being, I I put it as like, let's put our super sleuth hat on. We got our magnifying glass and make it actually a fun experience to figure it out versus I have to give up, but no, let's figure out what's gonna run this miracle body of mine, which also carries a miracle brain, which is attached to our gut, which is where all that stuff we put in our mouth goes, makes chemical reactions. It's a science. It's a science. And so, if we can look at it that way, take the guilt, shame, throw it out the door, um, and say, okay, we have an opportunity. Yes. To figure it out. You know, this diagnosis given me, I do not regret it now. I was at my low, I was worthless, and then I got laid off because of the housing crisis. So, I was even more worthless. So I'm sure some are feeling this way right now with COVID, you know, losing jobs, what more is going to happen to me? I got a dang diagnosis now, and I don't know how to, how to handle this. And, and so, you know, stopping and saying, okay, this is where we're at. I'm okay with that. It's hard. It's horrible, but I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to be, I just got to figure it out and be willing To seek the information and, 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 and go through that journey. So, well, and some
1: things you said were really important. Like, I just want to stop and highlight them, you know, all of these, like I, I worked for the Marine Corps for like 25 years. And one of the things that we teach that I want to teach today is that Mm -hmm. battles are won and lost in the mind. Like if you are wanting to lose weight, you're not going to go to the gym because you have a flat tire because your legs don't work, you're going to not go to the gym, because at some point you made a decision in your brain not to go so we have to start with all of this stuff thoughts first. Like, what are your thoughts? And, Mm -hmm. you know, when we talk about battles being won and lost in the mind, when I got my diagnosis, I did, I was at a low point in my life. I was really defeated and, you know, broke and single and frustrated, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things. And, um, I couldn't work the hours that I was working. And then of course, all COVID hit, you -hmm. know, so all of these things came to a kind of a crushing head. And I, like you, I, I became like inspector San and I'm like, I ordered <laughs> these tests. Like I asked my, my mm-hmm. hospital, like, you know, I'm doing, they're doing all these other tests. Hey, give me a, a blood panel. Give me a full hormone test. Yeah, You know, Tracy, my thyroid wasn't functioning and what little thyroid was functioning was knocked out by the immunotherapy mm-hmm. because I could not get out of bed. And I'm like, this is terrible. I'm thinking, how am I going to make it through the immunotherapy? And then my oncologist called, he's like, yeah, your thyroid quit. Your last set of blood panels showed your thyroid is out. He Mm -hmm. goes, you'll be on thyroid medicine the rest of your life, side effect of the, the immunotherapy, you know, matter of fact. And then I'm like, okay, so if the immunotherapy knocked out my thyroid, what else is wrong with me, Mm -hmm. Tracy? And I, I paid for all sorts of different things to be done. I did a hair analysis Mm -hmm. And I got like a 25 page report of all these things. Then I did, and I paid for these privately because they, you know, it wasn't covered by my health insurance Mm -hmm. and it was worth every penny because I have a stack of documents. I became my own science experiment. And I looked in here and they're like, yeah, no dairy. And I'm like, oh, so that Mm -hmm. explains why, you know, and I don't eat ice cream. I don't drink milk. It Mm -hmm. always made me not feel well. And I looked at this thing and I'm like, oh, like Tracy, I went to college and graduate school at a place I went to Northwestern and Mm -hmm. everybody would go out and rip it up on Friday, Saturday night, I would never drink because I got so sick. Well, I showed a whole food. negative response, like it all lit up red, all down, all alcohol, all. And I looked at this chart and then I went to a couple different companies. I wasn't just satisfied with one.
2: Yeah. You want to get a Mm cross-reference.
1: Awesome. And then I looked and I'm like, okay, here's a list of foods that I'm going to remove from my diet. Not because I don't love them, not because of anything else. And I want to see how I feel. Yeah. And like you said, the diarrhea left, the brain fog left. Mm I'm no longer stay puff marshmallow sand. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I went and had my kids done. I had my dad done. And I just want to throw something out here. If you're caring for an elder, most people are going to want to give them sweets and treats. Yes. And that's what they feed old people. And when my father my father lives with me eight months out of the year, I send him home to New York for uh, three months. My brother takes care of him, and they eat pies and they have ice cream. And oh, let me treat you dad. I love you so much, sugar, 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 sugar. When he got here, Tracy in September, he's 87 and he normally is really with it. He's like, I can't remember how to text. I I can't answer my phone. I can't figure this out. And then he'd look at me with just this like, like myopic blank gaze. And I'm like, that's it. And since I'm responsible for my father's nutrition, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, he can't drive. It is all me. So I started Mm -hmm. swapping out, you know, he had a, a, you know, protein breakfast, no longer a bagel or, you know, Mm -hmm. with jam, no, no peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch. I mean, everything he was eating that fed back there was sugar. I redid Mm -hmm. this Tracy within two days Yes, he could use his computer because his favorite thing to do is turn on Netflix scan the internet and then listen to the bills or the Sabres game or the Yankees on his cell phone so he's doing all this stuff Mm -hmm. you know he's not real mobile but he's alert and I'm like what happened to my father I know he had a couple strokes but I was there for those strokes so Mm -hmm. I know what aphasia is I know what what that was was Plain old sugar fog.
2: Yeah, and I love what you're saying. Oh, you know, I I also help care for my mom who's ninety. Um, she has her own condo, but the, we have siblings and we go and and help her and stuff. But she's addicted. She I've done the blood panels for her, all my family as well. I'm gonna I want to again say it is so worth getting the panels done and yes. doing that investment because it helped me. Like I no longer felt crazy. Yes. I, I was like, and all of a sudden I could also, when I, this is another thing, if you get a diagnosis, say of chronic, you know, diabetes or anything like that, that is your note, if you need this note, because obviously I needed it to take care of myself. Right. We can look at it that way. I can finally set boundaries that I wasn't capable of setting before because I would eat to please everybody. Yep. Even though I knew I felt horrible later, but I wasn't, still wasn't connecting. No
1: boundaries, right? No boundaries, right? No boundaries.
2: So my mom does better also, but she's, she, she, she loves her milk. She should not have her milk. I cannot, I'm white flagging
1: it. I just, okay. I don't yeah, know what you want to know. All right, here's my, I'm going to tell you hard the tricks that I use
2: because she's okay. so inflamed, you know, and I'm like, Oh, you know, do you buy just, her food
1: and stuff for her.
2: I have to buy her food. Everyone buys her food. And, and in the beginning,
1: it was funny because I would not buy it for her. <clears throat> Other people had to buy it for her. Okay. Here's my <laughs> trick. Cause this is the same thing happening in my family. So <laughs> what I do is I get like a, a quart size, Regular milk carton that that says milk on the carton. Okay, then I go home and I dump it out, I wash it out, and I fill it with almond milk or oat milk or soy milk—the things she can have, my dad can have—and I do this with my kids too because if you've ever raised teenagers, they oh, I have no so label specific, <clears throat> and only now when my my son went off to college, he's like, mom. He goes, the milk at school is horrible because he thinks he's been drinking regular milk, but I've been refilling (laughs) and I do. And I take certain things like I take the Heinz ketchup because my dad is brand specific. You have to have Heinz ketchup. You have to have French's mustard and you have to have the pancake syrup with the little lady on the thing. I can't remember, but you know what? all of that stuff and no disrespect to Heinz, you know, French's and, and, you know, the pancake syrup companies in my household, my family, you know, like what I noticed was the genetic link to was how close the food intolerances were. Yes. Very similar. It's genetic. Like it's following the same path. So what I did was I, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I will, my kids don't listen to my show, so they're never going to hear this, but I replaced the carton or the product that my family demands to have. Mm-hmm. And I just change what's inside.
2: Oh my gosh. That's, that's and, like, you know,
1: you wash I'm, it out. And then, and I have a funnel. I kid you not, Tracy. I keep a oh. funnel in my kitchen. So <laughs> when it's time after the groceries, cause you know, you know, if you want to hide anything from your kids, hide it in the vegetable bin. They'll never, look, never look in there. <laughs> so with your elder, instead <laughs> of fighting over the product, buy the product dump it out and replace it with what you want them to eat. And they will never know the difference until- Oh my gosh, that would college. be funny
2: for me to try. If she figured it out, she'd be so mad, but it's a hoot. No, it is true, but it is, I want to tell everybody too, what you said is exactly, it's correct. Um, <clears throat> if you look at the food that is that is fed our, our families when they go to assisted living, it's horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible chemical laden. It creates, um, immune response inflammation. So then they give them a prescription, which then need has to have something else to counter it. Next thing, you know, they're on 10 medications. They can't think they are vegetables. And, and again, um, again, toxic
1: vegetables.
2: Yes. And the other thing I wanted to say too, was one thing I've been um, asked is, well, I can't afford to buy good food. I don't have the money to buy it. Um, one thing I wanted to say was once you can turn that investment over to where you're eating real food, cooking real food, I, you can feed your family with nutritious food for way less.
1: Oh, Tracy, and that's I guess, such a crock when people say yes, that.
2: And guess what, what happens? And the reason why you may not believe it now, because I didn't believe it either. Because I was eating a lot more processed food because my body was actually starving because the nutrients that the body needs is not in that food anymore. It might say, Oh, it's got vitamin this or that, but actually they torn that out of the food and then they shove it back in. And some, I don't even know how, and your body's like, I can't use this. Please send me more food. Please send me more food. I just had a bagel for breakfast and some coffee and maybe cream cheese and then I got a lot so let's say I got a latte with um all those flavors right oh. you just had a ton of calories you just spent a lot of money and nothing really in there that your mind and body can use so what i discovered and you probably did the same was when i started to crowd out i, I had to i had to crowd out the things i was doing i meant Meant revise. I loved spaghetti. I loved pizza. I le- I drank milk every day. I had cereal every day. So I started to add more nutritious stuff in with it. Yeah. My taste buds started to change, acclimate. Yeah. And then what's interesting now is that I don't buy all that stuff anymore. I eat high nutrition food, and guess what? I don't have the cravings. I don't want the candy bar. I don't desire a cookie. I, you know um, the other thing back to sleep when we are not sleeping, our brain needs power. It's, it's like, it needs more power than any other part of our body to function so you get the late night cravings. Guess what? That's a clue. You should probably go to bed because right. your brain's like, you're forcing me to stay awake. And I just, I am tired. And so the demand is really high. Once I learned that too, was, Oh my gosh, I can actually sleep for eight hours. I will lose weight because you know what? <laughs> Number one, I'm not eating. <laughs> my body is detoxing. Um, and so those little finite ahas, so if you can crowd out, start, no more, don't get the ramen, top ramens anymore. Don't, all this stuff I used to eat, Kumpa noodles. Um, you know, we think we're, 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 we're serving our families because that's what we've been sold.
1: Right.
2: Just realize that. Um, and then they will be whining. they will be, the kids are going to not like the new vegetable, you know. You know what,
1: but, but you just, you just roll start, with it a yes. little bit. Like, so, you know. And, and substitute out what, and yeah. here's the one thing, Tracy. then I, I need to wrap it up and we'll, we'll, yeah, I, saw, I was together. like, it's getting, it's going fast. It's getting close. <laughs> when I was at my lowest point, Tracy, my kids, I was recently divorced. My husband walked out on us. So I had to feed us, clothe us, keep the kids in school, work full time with, with very little child care help. You know, my parents are, you know, at that time, everybody was in New York. I'm in California. And so. <clears throat> I had to cut my grocery bill by a fifth. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Like when you talk about going from $200 a month to $50 a month or or a week, sorry, what your food bill could be. And I started buying whole foods, vegetables. We ate eggs. We ate, you know, um, beans. We ate all these kind of poor people foods and our health improves so much. And you know what? Kids will not overeat apples. Kids will not overeat bananas, but they'll overeat chips and cookies and processed foods. So I need to wrap us up, but Tracy will be back. Tracy Cromwell, find her at Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y-C-R-O-M-W-E-L-L.com. She's got books. She's got a podcast. You're going to want to find your personal journey with food on Amazon. And she's got all sorts of great things out there. One conversation can change your life. We hope that you found hope and inspiration in our show today. We'll be back again next week with another great episode.
0: We're glad you joined us for Powered Up Talk Radio. Each week we share innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. See you next time on Powered Up Talk Radio.